0: Welcome to Beyond the Sermon. I am one of the hosts, Pastor Dave Rudot here at Emmanuel Lutheran Church, and surely we are just, right now it is just the two Daves. Perhaps Will Harley will join us, perhaps not. He's got a doctor's appointment this morning, so he may, or may be running later, or the may not be coming at all. So this will be the only show that we have today, uh, or and this week for Casting Nets, because of uh, Thanksgiving. So we hope that you are seeing us in person at either at St. John of Maribel, Manuel and Shirley or at Brooklyn Pipe, Brooklyn Lutheran Church in Brooklyn Park, uh, Minnesota. I'm joined here today today with Pastor David Endorf from Brooklyn Lutheran Church. Hello Dave. Hello Dave. That was fun for me. <laughs> uh we had a great you had a great weekend uh, as far as NFL football goes. I very much so yes although it does make things a little awkward with my my congregation (laughs) (laughs) yeah so anyway uh we have two different texts two different sundays to look at today one is from the what we call the proper 28 text which is toward the end of the pentecost season is that right dave Yeah, and I'm. Uh, we decided that we would talk about what I did for Deer Hunter Service. I had Deer Hunter Service last week Wednesday, and this past Sunday we had a, a mission festival Sunday, so we had a, a guest preacher, so I did not preach, so I don't have a sermon to talk about. So if you have any questions for uh, beyond the sermon, any thoughts or insights, please share them with us, um, and any questions as we go through our texts. For today. So David's text was from Romans chapter 12, 1 to 8. Uh, I will read that. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, by the mercies of God, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God, which is your appropriate worship. Also, do not continue to conform to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewal of your mind, so that you test and approve what is the will of God, what is good, pleasing, and perfect. So by the grace given to me, I tell everyone among you not to think of yourself more highly than you ought, but think of in a way that results in sound judgment. As God distributed a measure of faith to each of you, for we have many members in one body, and not all members have the same function. For in the same way, though we are many, we are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. We have different gifts according to the gift, grace, God has given us. If the gift of prophecy, do it in complete agreement with the faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is encouraging, then encourage. If it is contributing, be generous. If it is leadership, be diligent. If it is showing mercy, do it cheerfully.
1: So, as I was preaching on, on this text, um. You know, first of all, I couldn't get the the 1984 NIV out of my mind. You know, in view of God's mercy, you know, so I, I really started there. You know that God's mercy is that He has poured out His Holy Spirit into our hearts, and I started with that promise that that Peter makes very clear about baptism that you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And and that makes all the difference in the world. That, you know, in Old Testament worship, you know, all of us would have been standing, you know, not in the most holy place or the holy place, or even the courtyard around the temple, we would have been standing out on the street, you know, watching worship, you know, from far away. But because God has poured out his Holy Spirit into our hearts, you know, our entire life is worship and we are God's temple. And so, you know, we have all of these different gifts that, you know, make us, you know, unique for each other and that part of. Part of worship is that horizontal relationship where we where we serve one another because we recognize that that's you know a way of of serving God and being pleasing to God, and that's what we want to do with our lives. We want to please God, and then we also um, recognize that uh, God deserves it. That God deserves everything we do because of what He has done for us by, you know, dying on the cross to pay for our sins. That this is a, a sacrifice where He uh, earned our entire lives, our all of our work, and all of our effort, and and so we we commit everything to him because he deserves it and then i also talked about you know the 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 next part of worship is not just our service to our neighbor and our service to god but it's god's service to us that that this is really that third aspect that with god um, uh, You know, that relationship to God always includes that part that, you know, because he is always with us, you know, even when we don't feel like it, um, we are always forgiving. We don't save up our sins until Sunday morning. When the pastor forgives us at the beginning of service, we don't save up our sins until communion when we receive the body and the blood of Christ, but God is there constantly forgiving us because we have that relationship with God. Um, But then I did point out that, you know, in worship and in the means of grace, this is where God comes to us in a in a special way. And this is where God, you know, h- highlights um, in corporate worship. You know what I'm saying. Uh, and so we want to make faithful use of those means of grace because of those special promises that come from God that are only found in the means of grace. And so we do those things not just on Sunday morning, but that we have the um, added blessing of the sacraments of the communion on Sunday morning, the added blessing of our brothers and sisters in Christ on a Sunday morning. And so I, I made the, I made the illustri- use the illustration then of um, say your friend says they want to meet you at the park and go for a walk, and and you say oh that's great, and then you don't show up because you can think about them in your room and 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 be ha- happy with those memories, you know how's that relationship going to go, and. And that's what we want to keep in mind when it comes to our relationship with God. Yes, we can think about Him in our room, but when it comes to you know, word and sacrament, this is where He has said He will meet us. And so we want to keep that in mind as well as we live our lives, that we have the blessing of Him in our hearts and always being with us. But we also have this other blessing of word and sacrament. And so we plan our entire lives making use of all of those gifts that he has given to us.
0: What was your sermon theme like? What was your central thought? Our entire life is worship. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it is, uh, it is good for us to be reminded of the fact that uh, our our relationship with God is one that we carry with us from Sunday to Saturday, but also one that is built up on Sunday through the means of grace ministry and also our relationship with others is something that, yeah, we have that for the rest of the week as well. But here on Sunday, this is a part for the body of Christ to be built up and encouraged. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I think that was a much more
0: coherent way of saying what I was trying to say.
1: I appreciate that. <laughs>
0: Um, it shows I was listening, Dave. I was listening, even though I was typing and looking off, I was, I was listening. I, I did, I do appreciate the book of Romans where I'm going through Romans, uh, on an online Bible class with a, a fellow pastor, nearby pastor, pastor James Enderly. And, uh, we're entitling each section, like the it factor, what makes Christianity different. And so I'm looking forward to going through Romans 12. Uh, that'll probably be in five weeks or so. We're on chapter seven. So any other parts of Romans 12 you want to do a deep dive in for our listeners?
1: Uh, Yeah, I I think, you know, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought. Um, I I think that that's something I, I didn't really get to spend a lot of time on in the sermon because, you know, because of time limitations. You know, the... On the one hand, as we look at this, it says something amazing about us—that you know, on the you are always in the presence of God, and so everything you do as a Christian, according to God's word, is uh, an, a God pleasing act, is an act of worship. But at the same time, we we also approach that with humility because we recognize that. You know, we are a part of the body of Christ, that there is no difference for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God and are justified freely by his grace that comes through Christ Jesus. And so we balance that out by reckon, by keeping both of those things in mind that, yeah, I get this amazing thing, just like every other believer. And so we serve one another Um. And and so, and in addition to that, you know, test and approve what is the will of God. That this is not meant to. This is not meant to be something that uh, you know. A lot of modern Christianity will take it like, I'm reading God's mind, but it, this is that we get to live as, as God's children. That we get to say. Yeah, this is God, this is a God-pleasing thing to do, and God will bless me as I do it. Um, and, and so when we make a decision and we recognize we're choosing between two good things, God's gonna bless either one. I don't have to guess which one he really wants me to do, he just hasn't told me yet. And and there's freedom in that that a lot of people miss out on because they they guilt themselves when they don't have to. And it's kind of heartbreaking to see it. Um to know that you know God not only sees you as his forgiven child, but he treats you like that too and says, Yeah, you get to make a choice. You get to do whichever one you want to do and I will bless you. And uh, he's okay with making that choice. Um, there's, a there's a, a, a parenting book, uh, actually it's a whole system, love and logic. I don't know if you're yeah, familiar, familiar with, with it. it. Okay. And it's about giving kids choices and, and you have to be okay with either one. And it's got a lot of good things. It's got some, some issues and, and I've seen some people who introduce it and they're they use it and they're they kind of use it as a a club and a, a carrot and, and one of the choices is just a threat and it's you can and they're not okay with both choices, you know? And we kind of treat God like he's that way. Like I'm giving you two choices, but I really want you to figure out which one I mean you to have. And he's not. When when we have choices, God really means you get to pick, you get to choose, and, and he's happy with either one, because he's happy with you, because you are his dear child. And so when we get to test and approve what is the will of God, good, pleasing, and perfect, um, you know, this is the type of thing that I keep coming back to again and again, and, and being amazed at that God does let us do that, because I'm an idiot. And, and and yet I can say, because of His Word, because of His Holy Spirit, yeah, this is good and God-pleasing. And, and I know that by faith, by God's grace, because of His mercy and that's an amazing thing and it, then if you look at it's ahead. oh and then if you look at six seven and eight you know look at the gifts that god has um i i think one of the things is as, as you look at all the different superhero movies that are out there yeah And the gifts that people would want, I'd like to be invulnerable. I'd like to fly. I'd like to shoot laser beams out of my eyes, you know. But what are the gifts God gives? Serving, teaching, mercy, encouragement, generosity. You know, what's actually important and what's actually important to God? You know, what is divine? And, and what does it mean to have the image of God renewed in us as his children? And and it's an entirely different mindset than what the world has. And I didn't get the chance to talk about that either.
0: I, I do just reading Romans 12 here, the and those gifts, one of those things that really struck me is if it is leadership, be diligent, which is not the way that the world would say the world. If it is leadership, then you got to lead. But this is uh, has a I don't remember the Greek on, on here. Maybe you can help me on that. But diligence has this. I to me, it has a sense of responsibility, a sense of if you're going to be a leader, be a servant leader, do what's best for those who you've been called to lead, rather than if you're going to be a leader, then make sure you're the boss man. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's,
1: and and you're absolutely right, because who's our example of leadership? It's, it's God who, who loved us and, and his goal isn't to, uh, you know, get, his his goal is to make us perfect, to, to get us to heaven, to to bless us, and and that's what our goal as leaders should be too. And so it it's you know again, it's a completely different mindset, and that's what repentance is. You
0: know, um, changing from what so the world so, has to what to having a worldview that God gives us. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so as we look at it, at it uh,
0: there's so much in here that there's a lot to get into. Well, if anyone has any more questions on Romans 12, 1 to 8, uh, talk to Pastor Endorf. Go visit him at Brooklyn Lutheran Church in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota, to have all the answers, or in five weeks, uh, tur- turn to the X Factor, the X Factor, yeah, the X-Factor um, Bible classes that we're doing here at Emanuel. Uh, the next I'm going to be talking about our Deer Hunters service that we have here, Emmanuel. We we have this every year, and the Deer Hunters service takes some lessons from our, it's in the old hymnal in their agenda. I don't know if it's in the new agenda yet or the new groupings of readings in the new hymnal. Probably is. But it's under the environment, which you would think, well, this would be antithetical to having an environmental service when we're talking to people who are about to go deer hunting. But it really is not, because the lessons and the prayer of the day and the verse of the day always are emphasizing two things. One, God has given us this creation for us to enjoy we have like Genesis 1, God giving it to the to Adam and Eve, fill the earth, subdue it, rule over this. And then we also have uh, creation, Romans 8 is the um, second lesson where it talks about how all of creation is groaning um, because of sin waiting for the end of the world. And we, we see this this wonderful creation that God has given to us. Is needs to be managed, and this wonderful creation isn't going to be perfect. Isn't going to be, uh, um, as we're sitting out, sitting out there in the deer stand or going out hunting. You appreciate this this nature that God has given to you. You you enjoy it in context of the first article, but then also you remember uh, this creation isn't perfect. This creation is is tainted by sin as well. So enjoy the creation that God has given to you. Want to manage that creation? That this is guys who are enjoying hunting. They're also um, doing their part in managing that God's create in managing of God's creation. The gospel lesson that's in here is from Matthew chapter six, uh, verses twenty-five to thirty-four, which is also talking about the environment and how God provides for this environment. Um, but this year I chose to zero in on the topic of worry. So let's read from Matthew chapter 6. For this reason I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body. What you will wear is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they? Which of you can add a single moment to his lifespan by worrying? Why do you worry about clothing? Consider how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his glory was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not clothe you even more, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For the unbelievers chase after all these things. Certainly your Heavenly Father knows that you need all these things, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will take care of itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So I began the sermon talking about what are you going to do up there in the deer stand. Are you going to be watching movies on your phone, listening to a podcast, thinking alone with your thoughts as the sun is, is rising, waiting for the deer to pop up? And then I introduced the topic of worry and was saying how sometimes worry is sometimes given to the uh, female gender. Like, it's only the ladies that are worrying. The guys never worry. And I said, no, this is some. this Jesus is speaking to both men and women. We both can be su- susceptible to worry. So I zeroed in on, you know, what is worry? Is God has given us our vocation. God has given us things that we are responsible for, um, including, you know, taking care of creation. But then when we are start thinking about these things too much, uh, like it's all, all, all up to us, and even having this sense of this is, this is what it means to be righteous, is to be really concerned about your life and what's going on and where, where's your food coming from and what's going to happen here and what's going to happen there. And uh, this can be a form of, of, of righteousness. Like I, I really care if I am obsessed with this thought or that thought or this concern or that concern. And uh, Jesus says, You don't add any time to your day by worrying. And so the theme of the service was uh, add to your time by seeking what is first. So looking at the topic of time and how much time, you don't have that much time in the world, but we waste it by thinking about things that we don't need to think about. We can just give them to. Our Lord in prayer, and and He will take care of us. Why does He? Why is He going to take care of us? Because we're worth more to Him than the birds and the lilies. And He takes care of them. He'll take care of us because of Jesus and because of what Jesus has done. Means our God loves us and takes care of us. So the time is given back to you. Um, the responsibilities are given back to you. And so a lot of a lot of this sermon was really just. Uh, addressing my own demons on, on worry and talking about how in our, my marriage relationship, uh, my wife knows when something is occupying my mind and I'm, I'm worried about it. I don't necessarily share what I'm worried about with her, but she knows it's occupying my time because I'm, I'm, not, I'm off. And so she'll say to me, well, you know, have you prayed about it? And 10 times out of 10, i haven 't prayed about it i'm i 'm sitting here this thing has occupied my brain, taken time away from the rest of my day because it 's spinning around in my head um, so that that was the that was the sin I was addressing of this is really a first article sin that we think a first commandment sin that we are obsessing over what whatever it is, whatever concern that God has put on our plate instead of communicating with God about these things and receiving from him that wonderful comfort that because of Jesus. He is going to take care of us. He's going to um, bless our efforts, kind of like what you were saying in Romans 12. God has given us the rest of the world back to us, and he will bless the decisions that we make. He's not sitting there waiting for us to make the correct choice. Um, So the gospel, obviously, his righteousness is there. Here it is in word and sacrament. Uh, His righteousness is given to you freely, not because you've sought him first, but because he sought you first. So that was the gist of the sermon. Um, Didn't have a whole, I guess if I was going to do it again, I guess the weaknesses I saw in it was I wasn't giving enough examples of worry or maybe explaining worry enough um, to be able to, for folks to identify what that worry, what is, at what what point am I worrying or what point am I concerning, having it just be a concern of mine. So that was Deer Hunter's service. It was well attended. We had it on Wednesday instead of Thursday. We had more than we had on Thursday. So um, I was very pleased with the turnout. I think we'll probably do it again. I look forward to looking to see if there's a new resource from the new Christian worship, if they've got one on environment, if they've got other lessons for us to look at. But I'm pretty happy with Genesis 1 and Romans 8. Um, and then God providing, God is providing for this world and is, is your partner in how you, um, take care of this world.
1: I I actually kind of missed the deer hunter service because we did it in Cleveland, but I haven't done it since.
0: Um, so what resources have you used for that? Well, like what lessons do you use? You
1: that know. is a fantastic question um, i i think just stuff i got from other from brothers in the ministry just so what what did you feel like you left out of the ser- sermon or couldn't get to
0: um i didn't talk about tomorrow <laughs> you know i guess sometimes some guys probably would have said you know what uh, worrying about tomorrow, where this is more of the worry and concern, what's going on in your mind right now. Uh, what's, what are things that God has given to you in, your, in your, on your lap, and how are you handling them? Are you putting them on God's lap again, or are you keeping it all to yourself and then leading that to this obsession and therefore uh, steering yourself away from God and back to yourself? It's all up to you and your your concern, which is in a twisted way, a viewpoint of looking at your concern in terms of this is what it means to be loving and caring is to obsess about something rather than uh, turn it over to God and then make make decisions based on the freedom that we have in Christ
1: when you preach on this text what do you do with the, the storing up for yourselves treasures in heaven <laughs>
0: Yeah, I didn't talk about that. So that would be the, you know, oh, does this mean we can't uh, uh, have savings accounts and no insurance? Yeah, those would probably be topics uh, that somebody else might be interested in.
1: Well, I, I was thinking more of what are your treasures in heaven?
0: So what do you mean by that? What are you talking about in verse?
1: Um, When it says, store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Oh, that
0: wasn't in my text.
1: Doesn't it go to 34?
0: Yeah, so do not worry about yourself for tomorrow. We'll care for it. Provide itself. money
1: bags for yourselves that do not become old, a treasure in the heavens that will not fail, where no thief will.
0: It's a different chapter. Oh, am I in. Yeah, you're in chapter. Oh, I'm in Luke. You're in Matthew. Yeah. No, oh, we'll you saw the top. It. Yeah. That's I was like woo. Yeah. That's a that's a story for a different a different time. I was just trying trying to figure out where that was in the text because that wasn't in this it wasn't in his line of thought here in Matthew the treasures in heaven. Yeah. The kingdom of God definitely is the the emphasis yeah and his righteousness that he gives yep and
1: and that's here and now as well as in heaven, yeah so. yeah I'd, just as an aside, I'm always curious about the storing up for yourselves treasures in heaven because no I know what I use as examples for that, but. You know, in short, other believers, when we get there, encouraging our brothers and sisters in Christ to get to heaven, sharing the gospel and and hearing from God, well done, my good and faithful servant. But I always like to hear what other people have to say, too, to kind of expand on what, what that is. That's why I asked the question, because... But I don't want to put you on the spot yeah, you because did that wasn't a part of your. text. Yeah, that
0: wasn't the part of the text. Yeah.
1: yeah, but I also didn't want to throw it out there without answering it at least a little, a little bit, bit in case somebody was curious.
0: So it is always the the whole topic of um, degrees of glory in heaven is always one where people are kind of sheep, uh, not sheepish, but intimidated by like. What does that mean? Does that mean that heaven won't be as good for some as it is for others No that just means that i, I think of I think of this in terms of uh giving more respect to those who have gone before me i I'm, I'm not going to sit there up in heaven again I don't I have no idea what it's like to to have a worldview that is not corrupted by sin in some way to have an outlook on life that's not corrupted by sin in some way so just thinking of. You know, being in heaven, will will I want, well, I won't want, but am, am I going to have a problem with, say, you know, the Apostle Paul getting more respect and more appreciation by the other believers, by maybe even God himself because of the work that he did? Or um, we think of the heroes of faith in the Old Testament, um, Ruth holding on to... God and leaving her own people, going to a land vulnerable in that uh, setting. She doesn't have a man to watch out for her or protect her, and yet she goes because she's going to stick with her mother-in-law. And then she goes and works out on the fields, and and this is all a great faith on her part to do this. And then you know, God providing for her, obviously, and and then now she's in the line of the Savior. I'm okay with her getting more respect or more appreciation by God or by other believers because of, uh, this is God's activity from first to last, like you were talking about in Romans 12, where God gives us all of these gifts. We're meant to be this community, and this community isn't going to be the same. We, we have different gifts. Uh, we have different functions. You know, we're not all encouragers. We're not all leaders. But in God's, um, in God's um, what would you call, God's economy of of glory, um, he's gonna. He's gonna say, "Look at these. These. These gifts are, are appreciated." And sure, I'll, I'll go along with that. Yeah,
1: uh, and and then, going back to the gospel lesson from the, um, proper's for last Sunday, you you have the parable of the talents, and and Jesus' comment is, "Come and share your master's happiness." you know that you know when he's talking about you know whoever has more will be given to them and he you know you have you were faithful with 10 talents you get 10 more you know the the real key there as i'm looking at the text is that sharing of your master's happiness that it's not and and this is what you see whenever that topic of degrees of glory seems to come up in scripture is, is it's never really about the person looks more glorious or more important. It's, you know, the person leads more people to righteousness or the the person, um, you know, like here, there's, there's a return on their investment. You know, and so you have 10 talents where there were, 10 extra talents where there were, or 20 where there were 10, you know. And so what is our happiness? That there, I got to be a part of God's plan of salvation. I got to bring in the harvest. I got to be a part of it. I share in Jesus' happiness. And so like what you were saying with Ruth, she got to be a part of that. You know, am am I going to be jealous of Job, that people are going to be coming into heaven and saying, "Oh look, it's the I know that my redeemer lives <laughs> guy."
0: Yeah, like, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I want to go through. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a, such a good point. I sang his hymn over the graveside of my loved ones so many times. I mean, his words were so comforting. Yeah. And what yeah. what have I, you what have you done, Rudat? Well, I did a podcast that you know two people listened <laughs> to. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean that's always the the context is, you know, we got to be a part of God's plan of salvation. We got to encourage and build up other people on their walk to heaven, and and that's what God is talking about in those degrees of. degrees of glory glory section um i did air quotes there for those of you who are just listening um and and so yeah i'm I'm not going to worry about it if somebody somebody gets more people in heaven that's more people in heaven
0: yeah the relationship we have with jesus is more than enough (laughs) yeah yeah
1: also, if I were in Job's spot, I'd have—I would not have handled it anywhere near as well.
0: So, I, I would have gotten to the—you know—I want to take God to court. I would have gotten there, maybe a little bit faster. You know, that <laughs> I would be a little bit better than Job from that. I would, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah I'd have—I'd have gotten to that brace yourself like a man part, like in record time, like whoops,
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, well, that uh, about wraps up our show. You got a little bonus there, not just Matthew, but also Luke and Romans 12. We we hope that you have a good Thanksgiving. Thank you very much for diving in the text with us as we talk about this great uh, word of God that we have that also equips us, encourages us, reminds us of who we are in Christ and what we get to do. Because of that, to offer ourselves as living sacrifices to enjoy God's creation and to be a part of managing that creation. And so we'll see you next Tuesday as uh, both Dave and Will Harley are going to go to Christ the King and I will just go along for the ride because I was um, I'm bucking the trend and moving my advents uh, one week ahead, so I will be ahead of everyone so that we have four weeks in Advent and on Christmas Eve, just have Christmas Eve services. So anyway, look forward to that, and then also look forward to, well, in December, we'll have these shows on Thursday as well, as uh, we're still thinking about what we're going to be talking about. And then on Wednesday night, you can join on the online Bible study uh, that you can find on Emmanuel Shirley's Facebook page, a link to that, or you can watch it on YouTube, if you want to make comments that, uh, um, or you want to see the comments that people are saying as we're going through the Bible study, you have to join the Facebook group, but you can watch it on YouTube as well or listen to it as well. So until then, have a happy Thanksgiving. Thank you very much for joining me today, Dave. Thanks for having me. Have a great week.